Now it's time for Slow News, our segment on underreported global issues. Ramon Royondayon and Alicia Medina are here with me today. And this week we'll talk about the enforced disappearances in Egypt. Among the thousands who disappeared, we'll focus on a particular case, Ibrahim Maltwali Hegazi. Why is that, Alicia? Well, Ibrahim is a well-known human rights lawyer in Egypt. His son, Amar, went missing in 2013. Then Ibrahim founded the Association of the Families of the Disappeared. They have denounced 1,300 cases in the past two years. Last September 10, Ibrahim was traveling to Switzerland to address the UN Working Group on Enforced Disappearance, but he never boarded the flight. He disappeared in Cairo International Airport. Two days later, he was located in the Altagamo Alhamis prison. He is now in jail, accused of establishing an illegal group, spreading false news, and cooperating with foreign organizations. The 20th of September, Egyptian authorities extended his time in detention. Ibrahim then denounced that he was tortured and electrocuted. The ambassadors of Canada, Germany, Italy, the Netherlands, and Britain expressed their concern over this detention. In response, the Egypt government called the statement an outright intervention in, in its internal affairs. Yeah, but this enforced disappearance was not an isolated case, right? Well, it's a good question, Mario. Since Abdel Fattah al-Sisi took power in 2013, the number of disappearances have risen. In 2015, the Egyptian Coordination for Rights and Freedoms recorded 1,840 cases. The targets are political opponents, most of them accused of being part of the banned organization, the Muslim Brotherhood. According to the Stopped and Forced Disappearance Campaign, 378 cases were monitored between August 1, 2016 and mid-August this year. While under detention, these men and women undergo brutal torture to extract confessions from them. Human Rights Watch branded tortures as a routine pra practice in Egypt. Since 2013, Egyptian authorities have arrested 60,000 people and tried thousands in military courts. Okay, so now let's put a face to these numbers. Back in 2016, Alicia, you were in Egypt and you interviewed a young Egyptian who had to face torture, right? Yes, that's right. He was 23 years old and he had spent two years and a half in four Egyptian jails. In all of them, he suffered torture. But he recalled especially one time when they handcuffed him and hanged him from the roof of a small dark cell. A secret agent took a knife and cut off all my clothes. They threw water all over my body. Then they took out the electricity machine. They put a cable on my hand and another on my feet. There were policemen with electric sticks and truncheons. They electrocuted me for two hours and a half. The officer kept telling them to throw more water on me. It was very painful. The only organization that helped torture victims was the Nadim Center. They offer psychotherapy to help survivors rebuild their lives. They have been working since 1993. This NGO make an annual report on torture, but since Sisi came to power, they had to make monthly reports. I met with the archives director of Nadim Center, Dai Rahmi, who was well aware of the risk of their work. They can come in any day, any time, and just to close or took all, all of us and go to jail with nothing, like all of the activists. It's tough atmosphere to work in, but uh, it's a duty, it's not a choice. Part how we say no to this government and to this uh, dictatorship. 
Unfortunately, in February this year, the Egyptian government finally shut down the Nadim Center, alleging that the center violated licensing conditions. But Ramon, has this also happened to other NGOs? Yes, indeed. The Egyptian government signed a law to curtail the activities and international funding of non-governmental organizations. This law puts at risk the, tw the work of some 47,000 NGOs. Now foreign organizations have to pay $16,500 to start operations. They don't comply with this law. They risk a fine of $55,000 and five years in prison. So now let's get a perspective on this issue with Mundus journalism student Farah Baga. Farah, you were a reporter in the Daily News 8 and Masrial Yaum. Um, so as a, your experience as an Egyptian journalist, did you ever feel threatened reporting in this violent atmosphere? Uh, absolutely, all the time. And it is pretty common to feel that you are doing something wrong when you're basically just doing your job because you are often criticized by anyone who is affiliated to the government. And you just mentioned that I worked for Daily News Egypt. And while I was working there, there were, there were usual inspections by the police to the of to the newsroom of Daily News Egypt and the website was blocked we we were not able to be paid because they the the state was censoring and was holding the bank account of Daily News Egypt mm -hmm. and how are portrayed these enforced disappearance in uh, in the media in fact i was just thinking that i think it's interesting that you are covering this topic because I know that you cover underreported issues in the international media, but in fact, this issue in particular is even underreported in the Egyptian mainstream media. Uh, I've worked for two main organizations, and I don't think we were ever allowed to report the issue. Mm -hmm. And do you think that the international community is denouncing enough what is happening in Egypt right now? Um, not really, no, because the thing is that the international community is like, What do you mean when you say international community? If you mean international organizations like the UN or, or even international NGOs like Amnesty International, of course they're denouncing, but they're not doing anything about it. On the other hand, if you're talking about uh, heads of other states, like presidents or prime ministers, of course they're not doing anything about it, but they're rather more concerned of the economic aspect and the security aspect in Egypt. And well, you mentioned that it's not um, covered in the Egyptian media, but do you think Egyptians themselves, um, they are sadly getting used to this situation? Definitely. Yes. It's very, very usual to hear that a friend of mine has just got arrested or a friend of mine was just released out of prison or a friend of mine just disciplined. We have no idea where he he went. It's very common. We definitely got used to it. Okay, and, and how do you see the future of Egypt? Are you optimistic, pessimistic? No, not at all. Um, n not on any aspect, neither the economic aspect, human rights, press freedom, anything. Like, no, I'm I'm completely pessimistic about it. Okay, well, we will end up uh, with this uh, local perspective, one from Farah. Uh, thank you very much, and that was our reporting on the enforced disappearance in Egypt. Planet Mundus, the word in Aarhus. Every Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. and online.